in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. Happy Father's Day to you. Jacob, thanks for sharing that. And wow, thanks for giving us a great intern, Dad. Uh, and uh, what an opportunity. Uh, but happy Father's Day to you, dads, and, and be it the father of your uh, the, be it the father of your children, or soon to be a dad like Victor over here, uh, or an adopted dad, or or being that dad mentor to others and to your dad. Uh, we honor and appreciate you today. I'm a dad. Uh, yeah, not, yeah. Uh, not only for my uh, three kids and their spouses. I just got a text from my son and uh, about lost it. Uh, you know, happy Father's Day, Pops. And uh, he's, that's exciting. But uh, not only to my kids and their spouses, our kids and their, spou- and, and their spouses, but to, the, uh, to their kids, grandkids, eight grandkids, nine, one in heaven. Uh, but also the people I pastor and mentor and seek to be that spiritual dad to them. The, the truth is I want to be a good dad. For I know what it's like uh, to live with a distracted dad, absentee father. But I also know my heavenly father, as we've been talking about, is the best dad ever. Uh, Who directed other men into my life where they were dad to me, uh, be it my youth pastor or uh, men in the church who just took me under their wing and taught me how to fish and hunt and all those kind of things that dads would do. Uh, And and people I looked up to uh, throughout my life. Uh, When I first moved here, there was one man that stood out as that father figure to me, and that was Clayton. Clayton Slagle. Dot sitting over there. Dot's uh, uh, husband. And uh, Clayton went home to be with the Lord a, a few years ago. But he was a man's man. The guy could go in there and he could make anything he wanted with his hands, and yet he was the most gentle and humble guy and loved his wife, Dot, uh, fiercely and loved God tremendously. And, and honestly, I miss him. Yet Father God truly is an amazing dad to each of us. Isaiah 64, 8 says, But now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Yes, we have, as Ephesians 4, 6 says, one God and Father in all who is over all and through all and in all. And the truth is, this day has a lot of mixed emotions, as we've been mentioning. There have been much hurt, there has been much hurt, and many of us have our own dad issues. But what is clear and has been so real to me is as Psalm 68 verse 5 says, Father to the fatherless and protector of the widows is God in his holy habitation. And the truth is, I choose to, to, to focus on that. I focus on the, the, our good, good father who has and, and does watch over us and cares for us and encourages us and challenges us and guides us. And so happy Father's Day, God. And happy Father's Day to you earthly dads, for dads do have this incredible gift of uh, kind of like a superpower uh, to give such great practical wisdom in life, right? Uh, Like all those dad-isms and dad sayings that we have. What are some of the ones that you discussed as you were talking around? What are, yell it out. 
Wow. I love you. That's a great saying from dad. What else? Yeah. If you, if you don't stop crying, I'm going to give you something. Yeah, that's right. Let me finish some of the say, some of the sayings, the dadisms. Here we go. How about this one? Money does not grow on. Yeah. Stop crying. Or I'll give you something to cry. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sleeping. I'm just resting my, yeah, you got that. You're not going out Dressed like that, yeah. A little hard work, never hurt anybody, right. You'll understand when you get older, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have those, they just seem to come. There's others that we probably can't mention at church, but we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. Maybe that's why you were silent. <sighs> I know I have a bunch running it through my head now, and I, you know, whoops, put those aside. Now, Father God has really a whole book uh, full of sayings, sayings that are helpful and life-giving and, and, and helps us thrive and be wise. The Bible is an incredible book, all full of not only revelation of who God is, but also great sayings and wisdom in life. And we actually do better when we follow the good advice and wisdom of our earthly dads, but also that great advice from our heavenly Father. And with Father God, it's good when we follow his wisdom, his way of life, when he reigns in our life. And that's really what Psalm 97 is talking about. We're jumping back and returning back to our teaching series called Songs to Live By, looking into the Bible book of Psalms. And this morning we'll be looking at Psalm 97. Psalm 97 celebrates God the Father's reign and gives us three ways to respond to God's God the Father's reign in our life. For when Father God reigns, there is much rejoicing. And so let's get into this study of Psalm 97. But before we do, if you wouldn't mind standing to your feet and let's pray and ask God to to challenge us this morning. (laughs) I was uh, out greeting the parents while they were um, getting ready to go to Hume and I came up to a few dads and I said, so um, are all your kids going? And they kind of with that giddy, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So we gave these dads the best Father's Day gift ever. Uh, But let's pray. Father God, thank you for um, just today, today to honor dads. And Lord, we know there's a lot of mixed emotions with that. So Lord, as our heavenly father, soothe us in that, but also challenge us, especially us dads to be even better dads and, and encourage us in that, Lord. And may we learn more about you, Father God, today and have our attention focused on that. And so God, bless this time. Use it, we pray, in the name of Jesus, amen. You can have a seat, and I encourage you to take out of your uh, worship folder. If you're online, this uh, should be online, or you can grab a piece of paper. Uh, There's some blanks to fill in. The answers will be up on the screen. Uh, You can write these notes down if you're online. Download the uh, uh, opportunity there. It's always good to to, uh, learn more when you take notes. There's also a lot of other helps in the lobby area, and online is our study guide, which has all the verses that I mentioned today and and a help for you as you keep going on your study. Our hope is that you would use this sermon, this time in God's word as a kind of a launch pad for some study this week and that you'd be able to kind of study more. Also, there's a a place on our website called Revive. If you go to the neighborhoodchurch.com website, there's a place called Revive and it will give you lots of information. There's publications. There's also a link to a podcast that we will do. And actually, Jacob's gonna be on that podcast this week. So you wanna tune into that. 
we're excited about that opportunity, but, uh, and, and just encourage you. So the Bible book of Psalms that we're studying back into is more than just a song book for occasions and times of worship. Uh, these collection of sayings and poems and songs, they're teaching. They're teachings that reveal God and tell stories and, and challenge our hearts and inspire us in faith. These songs help us celebrate God. And, and Psalm 97 is part of a grouping of psalms declare, declaring God's kingship, his lordship, his leadership over life. Those are Psalm 93. There's a little pause in Psalm 94. And then Psalm 95 all the way through to Psalm 99. Because you see, it's important <clears throat> to be reminded who really is the big boss of life. Uh, it, it's easy with, with our bent uh, to be our own king. Uh, to expect our subjects to cater to our wants and desires. And that usually always gets us in trouble. Uh, So let's explore these three ways to respond to God the Father's reign in our life. And we might even learn something a little bit more about about God. The first of these ways to respond to Father God's reign in our life. And reign like a king reigns in his kingdom. God should reign in our hearts. So the first way to respond to God's reign is is to honor to honor God with deep affection, for God is truly amazing. So hopefully you have your Bible opened up to Psalm 97. This first section is looking at verses one to five. It reads like this. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let many coastlines be glad. Clouds and thick darkness are around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes out before him. It burns up his adversaries all around. His lightnings light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord of all the earth. God is awesome. He is powerful. He is mighty, almighty, magnificent, excellent, amazing, and incredible. I mean, look at what he has created. I have an orchid up here. I mean, have you ever really stared and looked at an orchid? How intricate they are, how amazing they are. There's even some varieties that look like a monkey's face or look like a lady dancing. or They're kind of crazy. These orchids and all the different other plants. And being this is Father's Day, I picked a very special plant to see. You might be able to see it online as the camera gets in, but this is a Venus flytrap. It is a carnivorous plant. Come on, guys, give me a, yeah, it's a man's plant. Now, not that women can't be carnivorous too, but let's just leave it at that. This is dad's day. So, I mean, I love these plants. You know, you could just put a fly in there. They come in there and it eats meat and it's awesome. We're going to cremate. (laughs) We're going to cook some meat today and uh, for Father's Day at our house. And, uh, but those, those plants, how cool is that? A plant that lives off of bugs. It's great. I mean, God is so creative. I mean, look at the different animals that have been made. They all have their own creature powers and, 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 and unique looks and, and amazing environments they live in. Just look at the person next to you. They are incredible. The, the human body is amazing with all its different systems. And, and, and you, you, you breathe in. And somehow some amazing things happen in your lungs. It transfers the oxygen from the air and puts it into your bloodstream so it can feed all the different organs of our body. Your heart continues to pump, continues to pump. 
and you have a nervous system that runs through your body. And, and actually, the human body is this incredible chemical makeup that if the chemicals are off even a little bit, you're no longer existing. God has intricately designed each of us, and we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Wow. God is incredible. But God also is mysterious. The psalm says clouds and darkness are around him. And we should have that reverent respect of him. For, you know, we can't really ever figure him out. Now, sure, we can know much of his character and his his grace and his love and his mercy, but there's always more to know. I love how Psalm 145 verse three says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. Unsearchable means, doesn't mean that you can't find God because he can be found and understood. But what unsearchable means is that there is no end to the depth of what we can learn about God. It's a never ending study. But in what we can know, wow, wow, wow. It's just mind blowing. Matter of fact, what is it? What is it about God that just kind of blows your mind? Yell it out. What is it? His his omnipotence. What else? His power. Omniscience. His holiness. His greatness. His loving kindness. What's that? Holiness? His forgiveness. Wow. His tender mercies. Yes, his creativity. There's so much we can, that is so amazing and incredible and mind-blowing about God. The one of the things that really just blows my mind is that God would love me. This little, insignificant, puny person in life, that the God of the universe, the creator of all that we see, power that is summed up in the greatest wave you could ever imagine, even beyond that, the the power of the sun, that God loves little, eeny-weeny, insignificant me. I don't get it. But it drives me to deep affection for him and to honor him as the high, holy king of my life. Yes, let him reign. Let God reign. Reign. It means to yield to his leadership and his lordship of life. Let God reign in our homes, in our work, in our fun, in our relationships, in our lives, in our church. Let him reign. For God is king. Rejoice. We are to rejoice in that, for there is no power, no dominion, no authority greater than God. And we can rejoice. His way is right and just. And no enemy can stand against him. Woo! Uh, Let's honor him with deep affection. Jesus said to love him is to obey his commands in John 14, 15. Let's do that and, and keep placing God as king. Keep him as the Lord and leader of our life. For when Father God reigns, there is much to rejoice. We respond to God's reign as we honor him with deep affection. and when we fight, not fight against God, but to fight for God's to reign in our life. 
Look at now verses six to nine of Psalm 97. For the heavens proclaim his righteousness and all the people see his glory. All the worshipers of images are put to shame, but make their boast in worthless idols. Worship him, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad and the daughters of Judah rejoice because your judgments, O Lord. For you, O Lord, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. See, there is a, always a competition. There's always competing forces for God the Father's supremacy and sovereignty in our lives. Money, possessions, relationships, status, stuff, success, image, even family. We can make an idol out of anything. An idol is anything that takes the place of God in our life, takes the place of God as the reigning influence and direction or fulfillment of life. And it's a battle, a battle that we should get our fight on with to instill into us this sense of fight I I just, like I said, I got a text from my son, Josh. Uh, Josh has been a fighter since he was young, fighting for what's right. I remember one time when we were at, I think we were driving from Northern California to Southern California. We stopped at a McDonald's and the kids were playing in the play yard and Jessica, our middle child comes crying back to us and Josh is standing right there and he hears a story and, and Jessica says, oh, there's this boy, he, he's big and he pushed me and, and stuff like that. And so we just, you know, comfort her and then we thought it was nothing of it. Well, uh, Jessica, we, the three of us are, I think Jamie was with us too. We were walking back that way to the play yard and the, that big boy came sliding down the slide and stood there. And so it was the, that, that, that bigger boy, then there was Jessica and then the rest of us are here. And she kind of nudged me, dad, that's the guy. And as soon as, she said that Josh stepped in between his sister and this guy. And he looked up at him and you could see his hands begin to clench. And I'm going, oh my gosh, my little warrior. And he looked up at this kid who was at least a foot and a half taller than him and looked up to him and said, did you push my sister? And I, 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 I thought he's gonna, he's gonna hit him. We didn't teach him to be violent like that, but there was in sense in him, this sense of protection of his sister and he had to put on the fight. The kid just kind of was shocked about that and kind of ran off. And another time uh, we were uh, in our room, in our house here and, uh, and my oldest daughter yelled out, dad, there's someone outside my window. And I shot up out of bed, but before I could get there, my son who was in his room down the hall burst out of there and ran outside. You know, where is he? He's got this fight within him for what's right and to protect and to watch him as a dad. He fights. He fights for his family to be in the right place. He fights for protection of them. He's a pastor, so he fights for his church and most certainly he fights for his relationship with God. He's a fighter, willing to fight out of love. Let's have that fight for God to be king in our life. See, every area, every desire, every need can be manipulated by the sinful world and our enemy to clamor for the the throne of our lives. It's our own inner game of thrones going on. And it's a fight. It takes effort to honor God. It takes energy to know him and, and to obey him and to follow him. Yes, we want it easy. 
with all the joys, and much of it is. But how's your fight? Who's winning? Who really is on the throne of your life? I know some great dads who have fought that beast of success by submitting and surrendering to God's reign and won back their family. I know dads who have given in to desire, given in to desire and kicked God and his way off the throne of their life and had an affair to be it with play or a job or another woman. And their life unraveled. But they came to their senses and fought, fought to, to, for God's reign and continued fought for God's reign. See, when God is on the throne of life, it aligns. His rule is right and just and best. And it's a fight, a fight we can win with God's strength. Do me a favor, take your Bible and turn over to the Bible book of Ephesians. It's found in the New Testament. Uh, Ephesians uh, chapter six, verse 10. Let me just read it. You should write this verse down and read it later because it's gonna talk about the armor of God for this fight. And these are things that we should look at. But let me just read it to you. Finally, be strong in the Lord, it says, in the, in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day And having done all to stand firm, stand therefore having fastened the belt of truth, the truth of God's word. And the truth that God loves us and and wants us to come to himself, that wants us to be as Jacob talked about, adopted into his family. Having fastened the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, seeking to live life God's way. And shoes of your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace that's come into the, the truth that Jesus is the one who takes our sin and that he's the one who, who, who dealt with it on the cross. And when he died and said, it is finished, he paid it in full. And all we need to do to benefit from that is simply come to him and say, I believe. I understand that I'm sinful and need a savior and that it's Jesus. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. That's that choice to believe. With it, which you extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. These packed full, truthful sayings of God. Oh, I encourage you to study that passage this week and see what armor you need to shore up in your own life. But let's fight with fierce love to keep God on the throne of our lives where he is that central authority and his way of life is what we choose. For when Father God reigns, there is much to rejoice. See, we respond to, to Father God's reign with honor, with fight, and lastly, with allegiance. Go back to uh, Psalms 97, now verses 10 and 12. Oh, you who love the Lord, hate evil. His presence, he preserves the, the, the lives of the saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light is shown for the righteous and the joy for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous. 
and give thanks to his holy name. There is a call to action in these verses marked by three different imperatives, three different commands, three actions that show our allegiance. The first is to hate evil. In other words, to notice what is not in line with God's way of life in our lives and reject it. And even if everybody's doing it, see, it may mean a change in our environment. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. How we know what is not of God in our confusing world is to know the truth so much that we see the difference. It's like people who, who notice counterfeits, coins, or, or, or knockoff products. They know that they're that way because they've studied the original so much. It's so easy to spot a fake. So know the will and way of God and know that it is good and, that, and, 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 and evil will become obvious and hate evil enough to not let it into our lives. And there's a lot out there. And it's really accessible. Next, rejoice in the Lord. Choose joy that the Lord is on the throne. Choose acknowledging the good and the, the blessings of God's reign. For, for life is better under God's, the Father's reign. That's where there's hope. That's where there's, there, there's uh, true success in life. That's where there's true fulfillment in life. That's where there are answers to all the questions you ask. When he is on that throne, his promises are sure. For when he is the greatest influence and when his wisdom is followed, when his way is taken, it is good. And it may not be easy, but it's good. We're to hate evil, we're to rejoice in the Lord. Lastly, we're to praise God's holy name. It's proclaiming how great and awesome and wonderful and amazing God is. It's good to praise God. Psalm 92.1, it is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High. To praise is to express the value and the importance of. Psalm 147, verse one, praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praise to our God, for it is pleasant and a song of praise is fitting. See, praise is good for it shows our surrender to God's reign and his greatness. It reminds us of how how huge he really is. And it helps us see that our issues are not so insurmountable. See, when our image of God is so small, the problems of life are so huge. When the image of God is so without borders, oh, this little problem is just that, a little problem. Praising God is good for it does invite God into our situations of life. It breathes in that hope. Hope in God as he will bring about what is best regardless of the pain we go through. We know God is at work comforting and caring and holding back the worst, protecting, establishing, and helping us grow and and move on in faith. That's where we need to remember that promise in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. So yes, hate evil. 
Rejoice in the Lord. Praise his name. That's how we show allegiance and demonstrate that intense commitment. So so what's holding you back? Why not give over your allegiance to God and choose to turn up the intensity of your commitment to him? For when God the Father reigns, there is much to rejoice. You know, God, God the Father is magnificent, just like his creation. His reign is right and just. Let's respond to Father God's reign, especially on this Father's Day, with honor and fight and allegiance. For when God the Father reigns, there is much to rejoice. Will you pray with me? Father God, it is a joy to come before you on this Father's Day and to say that we truly honor you. We want to fight for you, to fight for you to be in that central place, that throne of our heart and our life. So Lord, we know that life with you at the center, it all aligns. You created us, you designed us with with you to be in that center place. And that's where we have true freedom and know our true self. God, help us in that. Help us to be those loyal subjects who honor and fight and give allegiance to you. For we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.